You're listening to Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, a podcast about life through the lens of music. Welcome to another exciting episode of Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board. My name is Jay Mack in my subterranean bunker in St. Louis, also joined by... Hey, this is Sam Wade, and I am also here in St. Louis, hanging out in the bunker. It's been nice to do a couple episodes in it's person. It's getting to be a habit. It's also getting stuffy down here because we're, we're breathing up all the freaking air. <laughs> it's worth it, man. It's good to see you in person again, Jamie. It is. It's awesome. We've got a we got one of those shows that may be a little controversial. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that here. But before we get to that, I would just like to remind our listeners that a new episode of Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board drops. Every Wednesday on all major streaming services, as well as a B-side, which is a little blurb, a little departure from the norm, a mini-episode that goes up on Saturday. Sam, you want to introduce our guest? He's been on before, but I think maybe you're the best person to introduce this fella. Well, I have known this guy my whole life. Ben Wade, my brother, back on the show. Good to see you, Ben. What's up? Just got a Costco membership. How's it going? (laughs) Ben, I have not seen you in 20 years. That is a true. That's a real statement if anyone's listening, you Tracy. Got, you got taller and I got shorter. That's all I got to say. <laughs> no, when you stood up, it was just about the same. But I don't remember you being so big. What have you been eating? Like corn-fed Midwestern boy or some shit? I've been eating corn feed. There we go. <laughs> corn feed? It's what feeds you. There you go. Like, uh, you know everything's made of corn now. Corn pops, corn syrup. Every, everything the band made- corn. Yeah, there we go. Everything is made of corn. This show, however, is not going to be corny. This show, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little potential plagiarism. We've got some examples of people that have been sued and lost, and other people that we just think uh, maybe should have been sued or at least called to account for their thievery, their musical thievery. Ooh, that's quite a setup, J Mac. Uh, that we are talking about little like things like what, like people stealing song ideas. Well, I think Ben actually came up with this idea. But yeah, people that take riffs or melody lines and commandeer them for their own song and say, hey, hey, look at this song I wrote, and it's not. I did this when I was a kid one time. I thought I rewrote Day Tripper. Definitely. And then I listened back to it. <laughs> I, I, I Inadvertently, some of these people may not be aware of what they're doing. They may think they wrote it. But there's, right. there's some examples that we're going to get into that you know. You know they knew when they wrote this, when they came up with the chords. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. There's also that thing where... Obviously, a couple different people can have the same idea. That's true. There's only so many chords and so many yeah. chord progressions, yeah. There's only 12 notes to choose from and so many combos of that. And I mean, especially if you're talking about pop music that's catchy, there's only, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, a handful of ways that you can arrange those chords. So, but there's a difference, as you pointed out, J Mac, there's a difference between common chord progressions and stealing someone's idea because you like it and want to use it. Well, there's, there's chord progressions and then there's riffs. Riffs are much more specific than chord progressions. And and then melody lines are even more specific, like vocal melody lines, which we've got a couple examples of that. Where do you want to, where do you want to jump off? What, what's your diving board song on this one, Sam? Well, I don't know. I mean, should we choose one maybe that's so blatantly obvious yes. that it's being ripped off? Where do we start with that one? What do you think, Ben? I think... If you want to go straight to the source of the most blatantly obvious one, for our purposes, you could do Stairway to Heaven and... Right. Let's start with that. And we're going to be playing small clips of these so we won't get in trouble for copyright reasons. You won't need a long clip to know these songs were were at least heavily influential in the the writing of the other ones. Some may say 
thieving. Okay, so you're talking, Ben. You're talking about the song by uh, the the '60s band Spirit. There we go. I couldn't remember their name. They did a song called Taurus. And um, did the, the guy, were the Zeppelin guys around to have? Heard oh yeah, this? they would they would open up for Led Zeppelin. Oh, they oh, opened, I, so they they heard their set list. Yeah, so they so Zeppelin they heard was already this. established at this point. Yeah, I think it was like in the early days, okay. probably like right at that point, and they're with the switching over from the Yardbirds. I don't know a hundred percent. We could we could verify that, but it, you know, it's probably right around that time, 66, 67, 68. It was in the ether. And yeah, Taurus it was in the ether. Was opening for them on Spirit. Spirit was yeah. opening for them on the specific tours. Um, I, I, I believe they did play shows together. Mm. And, you know, that's the one thing about Led Zeppelin. This is going to, this could be the first of many times that Led Zeppelin did this. But let me just play a clip from Taurus and you tell me, does this sound familiar? So there you go. After that, it, it does kind of veer off in other territory. But I mean, what do you think, guys? That sounds pretty familiar. I will say the guitar yeah. sounds out of tune as hell. It sure does. But yeah, that's an <laughs> unmistakable riff. It's the same riff, but if you can't tune your guitar, I don't, I don't, I don't really count that because you, you clearly were not. I don't know. I don't feel sorry for you if you couldn't tune your guitar, but it's the same. It's the same opening riff, right? Well, hey man, remember Eddie Van Halen recorded his guitars all to his own tuning. He never tuned with a tuner. But tuning. To your own tuning and then being out of tune are two different things. That is true. Um, But, I mean, that obviously sounds like Stairway to Heaven. And uh, this was actually, um, I think it had a court case surrounded, um, like, tied to this as well. But the court actually judged that it was not plagiarized. That's what I remember, because the song goes in a completely different direction. I think he stole the opening riff. To my memory, the song... Once it gets going, sounds nothing like Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, I think the judge's name was uh, Smobert Smlant, and he was <laughs> he was really on the side of Led Zeppelin. It was weird. I like that. Okay, well, I think another really obvious one, as I know, is one of your picks, J Mac. Yeah, we all picked a few. And um, you know, when I was pulling up, pulling these up, you know, before we started tonight, I think this one, um, and what I'm talking about, is under pressure. It's mm. so obvious, right? Vanilla Ice. Insisted he didn't rip this off. I don't know how he did it with a straight face, but if you play, you play them back to back, and, and okay. it's the same damn thing. All right. Well, we'll start with "Under Pressure," which is, uh, you know, really famous song by Queen and David Bowie. And here's how this one sounds. Okay. All right. Stop. Everybody's heard that song. If you're gonna rip something off, don't rip off something everybody's heard. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Plagiarize those first lyrics from Freddie Mercury. If it, if you yeah, if, if, you, so like, if, if you add a note, it doesn't mean it's not plagiarized. He did a and his his and I mean his explanation was I added an extra note. It doesn't. Well, mean you know what? Actually, well, I don't know, man. I don't, is it documented whether someone played this in the studio? Because when I'm listening to those back and back, back to back, 
it sounds like the exact same bass it tone like and a sample. sampled, yeah. Sampled and they it. just added an extra yep, beat I of the think, sample. I think so. I, I remember I this so. interview with him in the '90s where he's like trying to explain that away, and he's like, "Nah, nah, nah. See, their song goes da 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 da, but mine goes na 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 na. It's a different I'm, song. Yeah, that's the exact same interview I, I I saw, and it does <laughs> it doesn't work for me. By the way, my real name is Robbie Van Winkle. That's right. His name is Robbie Van Winkle. You know he does like home improvement shit now. Well, hey, man, I'm glad he's applying himself. He's also like a world-class jet skier who like like won competitions. And he's on like the cover of Jet Ski Monthly. I guess. Well, I guess if you if you make enough money ripping off other people's songs, you have time to sit around and do nothing. Do you guys remember when he tried to go like uh, he did rap a, metal and then that's really right, like new metal? Yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah, didn't work. Didn't he work. He did Ice Ice Baby with like. Well, Ben. You, what, you brought one to the table. What's one of the ones you brought to the table as far as rip-off artists? Mm. I'm going to call them rip-off artists. Rip-off so f- artists. So far, we've heard some rip-off shit so far. So, obvi- this is a, a pretty popular one from a couple years back, and there was a lawsuit that was settled over this and then brought back up again in 2019. Unless that was the settlement. But Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke and Pharrell, and then Marvin Gaye with... What was the Marvin Gaye song? Got to give it up. Well, Got first let's right. let's play the blurred line song, and then and then we'll p- play the Marvin Gaye song because, I mean, old school funk and R and B people probably know the Marvin Gaye song. It's a popular song, but I think the younger crowd is not going to recognize that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, blurred lines is just it's a <laughs> it's a train wreck of a song anyway, especially yeah. like in a Me Too era. Like it is, and and the and music video is crazy. So it even had controversy from the beginning of its launch with you know this the, Marvin Gaye the, thing. The music video has topless women in it. You ever seen that? No. In YouTube, it's topless women. I don't know how they got away with it. Dude, they circumvented the algorithm. Aside from that, on a music level, it's <laughs> definitely pulling from the song. There was a lawsuit attached to this, too. Um, here's what Blurred Lines sounds like. Everybody get up. Robin Thicke's dumb face. Oh, did I? <laughs> that was me by accident. That's the part of the song that sounds like the Marvin Gaye song, though, right? Yeah, they just use different instruments. It's not sampled. They literally just recreate it. All right, let's 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 hear Marvin Gaye. Same that definitely song, sounds dude. like it. Oh, definitely. Well, before we go any further, I would just like, as musicians, and I already, I already uh, put myself on the line saying I tried to rewrite Day Tripper. <laughs> Have any of you guys either written something and then realized it was so close to something else, dude. and then had to go back to the drawing board and then end up like either scrapping the whole song or just being like, I stole it? I don't know. I just straight up intentionally did it when I was in vans, like a few years back, like it, you know right around college time and stuff, I was taking Disney songs and rewriting the melodies because they were already catchy and they were already in people's brains. Give me just, an example. Man, so like... Like the Frozen That happens... Well, J-Mac, this happens a lot with popular music too. Like, especially from my time out in LA, I saw a lot and talked to a lot of producers that this is like a valid method. That's how genres are made. It's like a whole new world. Everybody knows that. Whole new world and all that. Yeah, and you can yeah. Just, change the drum beat a little bit and almost keep the same chord and you can just be like me and you for whatever like so there's an art people know that people know the melody and they're like why do why does that stick in my head a little bit 
know. Well, the, like the melody and the chord progressions is such a big part of pop music. I mean, the the guy who's like the biggest genius at doing this is uh, Max Martin. You know, the guy who wrote like Baby One More Time and I Want It That Way. And he has this long, since, uh, since You've Been Gone is another one. He has this long list of songs. All huge hits. Baby All Shark. huge hits. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, I got one I'm going to drop on you, and I think this was unintentional plagiarism, and that is Danny California from the Red Hot Chili Pepper. Sam, I want you to play that clip, and then I'm not going to tell you who they thought who who was compared to because I just want to see if anybody can grasp it right out of the gates. So why don't you play All Danny right. California from Stadium Arcadium? Does that sound familiar, anybody? Absolutely, it does. It does sound familiar? Oh, wait, that's the actual Danny California song. <laughs> <laughs> What's the the Tom Petty song, Last Dance with Mary Jane? She grew up. Yeah. Louisiana, sweet Louisiana. zip zaba I can get behind that, J Mac. It is the same, but here's the I've thing. I've never caught that. I, and I might sound like an idiot for that, but here's yeah, but I here's hear that. here's the thing. I, I watched I read an interview with Rick Rubin who produced that album. I think it was two thousand six's Stadium Arcadium. And he said when the controversy came up, he goes, You you gotta understand, these the chili peppers, they don't listen to Tom Petty. They they listen to like P Funk and Parliament and like right. all this old school funk. So I think that's a case of a similar chord. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's the same chord progression, but I feel like I just don't think the Chili Peppers would rip off Tom Petty. That's my opinion. Maybe it, it's another mistake one, and I actually have, have another example. I think kind of sits in this gray area. Okay. Coldplay has that song "Viva La Vida." Yeah. I'll play a little bit of it here just to refresh all of our memories. Such I'm a great not, melody. I'm not going to make Ugh. a Coldplay joke here because I think they, they actually are really good musicians. I think they just get overplayed. I think not, that's a a not a fan. Not a fan. That's okay. But I think it's just really good, catchy melody. But but listen to this. This is the one. This actually uh, had a lawsuit as well that I think was settled out of court. We could we could verify that. Um, but I'm going to need to skip ahead on this one just a little bit. I think that's too similar. I don't think that that was a copy. Coincidental. I think it's definitely coincidental. What do you think? You I mean, think it is coincidental? I do. I think yeah. it has a little bit of it, but it's... I think that know, guitar lick could have just... It could have been pretty easy to just slide into that. It also could be one of those accidental things where like, you were listening to it and you didn't realize that it sounded like something and you thought it was your idea and then... Yeah. Fair enough. Now, would it have been something Coldplay would have heard? Because I'm not familiar sure. with the other song. I know the Coldplay song. Well, the other song is Joe Satriani... And the song is called uh, If I Could Fly. So I think, you know, 
I don't think it's it's inconceivable to think that those guys listen to Joe Satriani. Inconceivable. I think <laughs> I, I think they probably thought they could steal and nobody would make the connection. You know, I think mm. they thought maybe their fans weren't. Yeah, they're like, "What Coldplay? We can steal this." Yeah, no I love this. good accent. I think maybe <laughs> they just thought they could get away with it because Satriani. I don't think they thought the fans would cross over, but people will hear your shit. Maybe they didn't expect the song to be such a big hit. Oh well, I see. I I would actually take a different stance, and maybe I'm defending Coldplay. I mean, I like Coldplay, but. I feel like if they realized they were stealing it, then they would have let it known because on their previous record, there was a song that sounded uh, so similar to another song. I'll, I'll play a little bit of that. So I think it was that song that was like, take us down to Paradise City. Everything's good and the girls are pretty. <laughs> Nailed nobody, it. Nobody would catch that one. <laughs> okay, so the other Coldplay song was off of their 2005 album, uh, X and Y. And... I'll just play a little bit of this. Okay, so the whole song, it's called Talk. The whole song is centered around that riff. Even he sings to that melody. I definitely remember that song. Now listen to this. I mean, was this the rentals or something? So that's the the German Krautrock band, Kraftwerk. Oh, it sounds like a Stranger Things soundtrack, don't it? Yeah, but it's straight up sounds same like same exact it's melody. Same thing. So 100% took that. So I know from like reading about this before that um, they actually wrote Chris Martin wrote a letter to Kraftwerk to ask for permission uh, to use that song, and they got permission for it. Okay, well, well that's, that, cool. that's yeah. nice, because they would have known about Kraftwerk. So that's why I think that maybe they didn't rip off that other one on purpose. Hmm. No, Chris Martin, you may use our song. <laughs> maybe. I love the German accent. Okay, <laughs> you want, you want, I, this one is blatant. This next one is absolutely 100%. No doubt that this these guys ripped it off. Okay, which Sam, one is that? Sam, I want you to play Jesus Freak. We don't even need to play the, the song it ripped off. Just, Just the play opening riff. DC yep. Talks, Jesus Freak. You'll know, I, there's no need for comparison. Here we go. My darkest of dreams. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing how close it is. The entire song. It's not just like a piece of it. It's like literally the same amount of bars. The way it builds, the way the intro to the verses, to the pre-chorus. It's it basically just modifies slightly different chords, but definitely was made to sound like. Now, Teen Spirit came out what ninety four, ninety three, ninety four. Yep. Wait, no, that's when no died, right? Yeah, uh, Smell Like Teen Spirit came out in ninety one. There we go. Okay, and this came out 95, 96. Mm-hmm. Significantly long. And don't, t- don't, don't, like Judge Judy says, don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know you heard this song, and I know you know when you played it, you stole it. There's no, there's no other, there's no other argument for that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a blatant ripoff. And actually, um, I don't want to uh, forget the actual song that even gave us the idea, the idea to talk about this tonight. When Ben, you messaged me earlier this week, the Chuck Berry song. Oh yeah, man. This What's one, the one called? This one it was an, it was embarrassing. I, you know, I don't remember the name of the Chuck Berry song, but I remember that it rips off. Well, maybe we should play the first song that we feel that it rips off. Okay, I tracked it down here. It's called "Sweet Little Sixteen. Okay, 
uh, by Chuck Berry. Let's listen to that one real quick. Deep in the heart of Texas and round the Frisco Bay. Okay, now we all know who it ripped it off, but play play the play the the ripped off version. Dude, this yeah. is embarrassing. Why? Why? Write your own damn song. Then everybody be served like California. You see them wearing their baggies, Warachi sandals too, a bushy bushy blonde hair, serving USA. Now, admittedly, it it changes the chorus. Like when it gets to the inside outside, that's not like it. But it is definitely yeah. That poor guy. I was watching. I mean, you know, I only say that poor guy because I was watching Cadillac Records the other day, and I really love Yasin Bay as he was most deaf at the time. But playing Chuck Berry in that movie, he was so good. And then there was a scene where he freaks out where he hears Surfing USA on the radio, and he's like, "That's my fucking song." And the girl's like, "No, that's the Beach Boys." He's like, "That's my song." It is. It is blatantly his song. Well, do 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 they really think like DC Talk that? Nobody is a. I mean, Chuck Berry was like the what the grandfather of rock and roll. He invented rock and roll, basically, right? Yeah, and and the Beach Boys knew him. They idolized him. They probably at least guitar rock and roll. I know, I know the the Beatles played his shit on loop, so you know the Beach Boys did the same thing. Matter of fact, the Beatles are they got sued over stealing one of his lines too. I forget what song it is, but he's like, "Here come old black toppy gum." Come together. No, that's the Beatles song. I'm singing the Chuck Berry song right now. Yeah, it's actually. Um, why don't we play that one? Oh, do you do you have it ready? Yeah, my well, bad. No, no, I actually um, forgot to cue that one up. So you it's sh- actually. Oh yeah, you showed this to me. I just stepped. No, on your but song, it, it's bad. a really good point. Uh, the Beatles, you know, did that as well, and this one um, had a lawsuit too that I think he ended up winning. Uh, so I'll just try to get to the point in this song. It's not the whole song is ripped off, but J-Mac, I don't know if you've ever heard this or not. It's like the second half of the I have not voice. heard this because Come Together is, I thought, a completely original song. It didn't sound like anything I ever heard, but you're going you're gonna to ruin that for me, right? Sorry. Here we go. Rolling slowly because of drizzling showers. Yeah, come up flat top. He was moving up with me. Then come waving goodbye and a little old souped up jitney. I put my... But don't you think that's a tribute? Don't you think that's that's I, one? I can see that being a. Tribute. It's totally a tribute. I, mean, I it, think that's what John it's, was it's trying to line. do. It's a line. It's 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 a melody, but it's it's not the same song. I think that I think that was an inside like not an inside joke, but an inside thing for Lennon, for Chuck Berry fans. Because I, I mean, I we've done that. I mean, I've done that in some of my songs. Put like what? put like a line or something in that reminds me of like like a quote from something else. Well, I think with this one too, um, because it was challenged in court. And uh, Chuck Berry actually got a pretty good deal out of it. He didn't just get money awarded to him. Um, he settled out of court in 73 with John Lennon. <laughs> you got one of John Lennon's kids? <laughs> Sean. He almost kind of did if you count his songs as kids. Uh, Lennon agreed to compensate by recording three of the Publer's songs for his next album. And I think that's what created that rock and roll record that he did. Okay, so that's why they ended up doing that stuff together where Yoko Ono was screeching on live TV. Yes, but I, guess I would, so. I okay, would cool. say that's a fair thing to do. I mean, he, Lennon's not necessarily losing money. He just got he's got to basically pay Chuck Berry back by recording. I, that's fair. That's fair. I think it's fair. Okay, I got a really good one for you, Jim Mac. That I have a a hunch maybe a surprise and a big surprise. Okay. Okay. So this one is pretty blatant. In this one, 
Um, I think, well, anyway, let me just play it. You tell me if you recognize this. Bittersweet Symphony, the verb, and and yes. I believe that's the Stones, but I don't know what the song is called. What is, is that? Is that the Stones? It is. It's a it's a Stone song called "The Last Time," and it's actually from a record that their producer made, uh, Andrew Oldham, uh, where like the producers would do like orchestral versions. George Martin did the same okay. thing. I mean, it literally it's, pulled it's, from it, that song. It's Bittersweet Symphony, which is a great song. Spot on. Same thing. I mean, it's the same note, same everything. I have another one here that I think that would surprise you, and especially since we talked about DC Talk copying Nirvana, Nirvana had their own lawsuit with a song that sounded a lot like one. Oh, this is good. So uh, there's a great band called Killing Joke. They had a song called 80s. Have you ever heard this song, J-Mac? I have not. All right, so here's Killing Joke, 80s. Oh, Lord Almighty. Dude, that's... Oh, my God. This is... That was cool. <laughs> it sounded better than the Nirvana song. Yeah, I liked that. What was that, man? Killing Joke. Killing Joke. Now play the Nirvana tune. Yeah, Killing Joke was like a post-punk band. Um, yeah, but here's, uh, here's Nirvana, Come As You Are. You know what? I'm gonna have to come to the to the defense of Kurt Cobain here. Go for it, bro. That is like the riff that every kid who sits down and learns how to play guitar plays. You know, you go up and down and you play some open strings until yeah. it matches. But dude, it's ha- that's I true. Mean, it's the same. It's the same thing. I feel like anyone could have arrived at it. It's like hysteria for Def Leppard. I often think of that. They own that, but every kid in the world has sat down and played that on guitar. Yeah, it's just totally true. It's a really good point to make because one of the things that I, you know, we talked, we, we hit it on this earlier, but because there's only so many chords and so many notes and so many ways to combine those chords, there's a lot of really common chord progressions. And I wanted to, maybe we can end on this, J-Mac. Go for it. You Three or the- four songs that are so similar because they're using the same chord structure. And these are really big songs. Okay, so we'll start with um, with the Beatles because that makes sense on our show, Everything right? Everything starts with the Beatles, yes. <laughs> so here's "While My Guitar Gently Weeps" by the Beatles off the White Album. So it's that descending minor-based progression, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of songs that use this, and you don't even realize it when you hear it on the radio, but when you hear them back-to-back, you're like, oh, I can hear it. So, for example, uh, Chicago, 25 or 6 to 4. See if you can hear it in this song. (laughs) 
I hear it. It's just, it's the same bass notes. I, I'll give them that. Like they're they're playing more Less more rhythm. Feel. Yeah. It's 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 the same exact progression, the same exact four chords, maybe a different key, but the same like pattern of those chords, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, they're just playing the the rhythm differently. But then, with that in mind, listen to this song. So this is, uh, do you remember that uh, that Green Day song, Brain Stew? Used to play in a cover band. So listen to this, compared in that same progression. Can you hear it? Absolutely. You're right. It's very, it's... Wow, I feel like I wonder how many people I've ripped off, ripped off in my life now that we're playing these chord progressions. <laughs> well, see, that's the point, though. I don't think that it's a ripoff when you're talking about like these really common chord progressions. You know, remember back in the day we were goofing around with that same, you know, C to A minor to F to G progression that was like Earth Angel, but then we wrote our own words to it. Yeah, we some... it was nineteen August 19, 19, 1955 or what it was, whatever it was. Yeah, I think we wrote that August after fifteenth, nineteen fifty five. It was it was the same. Yeah, you're right, Earth Angel C A minor F G. But the point is, it's like you know, you had like this really common progressions. Um, and they're familiar because they're really pleasing to the ear. And so there's a lot of songs that get written with those same stuff. It's 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 a fine line, right? And that's yeah. but that's the difference between like some of the other ones where they blatantly obviously DC ripped off talk. a song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting point, you know, because I'm always trying to be careful as a songwriter to be aware of my influences and not rip off other songwriters because I put so much work into what I do. And you know, I think you guys are the same. Like you're not you're not trying to all the time i mean unless if it's a different kind of thing where like if you're writing for the radio or you're writing for a specific genre you have to kind of work within the boundaries of what those you know song styles fit into i feel like i'm always trying to sneak something in that somebody will recognize and be like "Ooh, why do i like this sneaking something in and, and flat out stealing are two different things i think lennon yeah. i think lennon snuck in the chuck berry thing i think i don't think he was stealing it See, yeah, sneaking things in—that's like that can be like a motif. But like, yeah, when you're when you're blatantly like, this is the same thing. Then you're like, okay, that's that's different. Yeah. Well, this has been pretty insightful. I think our, our listeners that aren't necessarily music minded will be interested to hear this because let's let's be let's be honest. We broke it down on a level I think people could understand and explained it to them in some in in, in layman's terms. And I think it's easy to just hear a song and be like, you ripped it off, but. We could go with there's numerous different songs that use the same chord progressions. You're not ripping it off. There's only give us a break. There's only so many chords you can possibly use. You know That's right. So for another excellent episode of Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, my name is Jay Mack. And I'm Sam Wade. And I'm Scoot Toasty. So until next week, stay, stay cosmic. cosmic.